Hey there, guys, and welcome back to episode 163 of the Industry Podcast, where we discuss anything related to the Second Amendment, including firearms, gear, and current events. I'm your host, Jacob Clifford, joining my co-host, Jerry Mitchell. And today we're going to be talking about modernizing the AK platform. Um, it's been a long time coming. Yes. And, um, you know, it. It's I don't know. It's pretty cool. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not an AK guy, generally speaking. Neither am I, but no, it's um, eye-opening. Yes, but, like, there is some pretty neat, like, um, I don't even know, like, advantages is the right word. Like, but there's definitely some, like... I don't know. There's just some certain stuff that I that I jive with. Like yeah. I, I I can't say there's anything that distinctly is like a huge. Like I can think of one, but we'll get to it. But that's like a super advantage over one. But I still like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, so I mean, primarily we're going to be comparing the AK platform to the AR, and that's just kind of like inherent to you know the US market and kind of what's obviously the most common here. Um, but but yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, anyways, personal news. You know, I was thinking if I had any, and I think we kind of covered it actually in the last one because it, did we, we talk about going shooting? Yeah, we did that winter shoot. So when we were talking to Sam last week, uh, yes, we did mention it. So we did do that. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so that was a good time. Yeah, that was a great time. So really, that's pretty much been all. Um, all that's been going on in that realm. Um, I need to order some more five five six. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, at some point, but we'll get there. Um. So yeah, I guess I mean moving right down from that. Um, is the is the AK a still viable platform? Well, there's a good amount of countries that still think so. No. Um, I think you know if you're talking about like, obviously there's you know fuck there's people still using Mosins all right in this world, so that's not necessarily a good like medium to judge that. Um, if you know if it's being used, is it viable technically? But on a real note though, you know putting my hands like on this. On this Rifle Dynamics AK. Um, I mean, this thing is legit, dude. This is a... There's no way of getting around it. This thing is a completely viable rifle. Um, and, and I guess it kind of depends on how you define that. Like, viable, what's your role? You know? Yeah, absolutely. I if, mean... If you're kind of going for the topic we often talk about, which is kind of prepared citizen, modern Minuteman, that kind of concept, is it viable? I mean, sure. Fuck yeah. You know, um, is it is it practical in all means? Maybe not. Yeah, I think it can be. You know what I mean? I, depending on, especially if you were kind of on the ball just a, even just a year ago or a few years ago in regards to buying ammo, um, these yes. things will take a good diet of steel. You know, um, kind of. I guess you know you could have stocked up a serious amount of ammunition um, for these pretty pretty cheaply. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I think I think in most roles, like it, it's kind of like the age old debate of like the nineteen eleven almost. Versus, I find the nineteen eleven to actually be more, you know, antiquated, antiquated than like this yeah. comparison. But it's still the same thing you've heard like us say before. Where, um, like I wouldn't. I, I love nineteen elevens. Don't get me wrong, but I would even. I, if I were to have to carry a 1911, it'd probably be like an Ed, you know, it'd be an Ed Brown, Nighthawk. Top of the line. Top of the line, AK. Yeah. Or sorry, 1911. Yeah. Um, versus with the with an AK, generally speaking, I wouldn't necessarily go run out the door with any AK. I just wouldn't. No. You know, the same way, I, 
The same way I wouldn't run out of the door with any AR, but there's more ARs, generally speaking, that I would run out the door with than AKs that I would grab. Some of it is probably like my ignorance towards them, like because I'm by no means as fluent in AK as I am as AR. That's just by nature because I'm an AR guy. Yep. But um, I mean, if you were to hand me a Meridian or a Rifle Dynamics or, you know, another legit build. Like a Gem 4 build. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, you got me. Like I'll, I'm headed. Um, and like I'll run that. I, I would run this AK here side by side with an AR and be, have no, no quarrels with it. Um, that's kind of like my, I guess my two cents on it. Um, yeah. So I guess touching on the ammo part a little bit, obviously, like when we're talking AKs, like broadly, you, you, you don't have to go 762 by, uh, 39. Or even five four five, like there are five five six AK varieties. Yeah, um, and they're yeah they're becoming a little bit more uh, like usable now. Yes, because like, years ago it was kind of like a joke almost. Yeah, they weren't accurate from what I understand. Magazines were kind of hard to find. I think I remember seeing an ad for one. And this was like like 10, 12 years ago for like what was it the AK fifteen or something like that? It was like Red River Red Rock Armory. Yeah, and actually that's kind of its own little thing. There's actually been in a resurgence of other rifles being chambered in 7.62 by 39. Yeah. So like kinda... you, you might, you may have seen some ARs that are chambered in 7.62 by 39. I almost want, yeah. Or, uh, the Sig Spear, for instance, the Sig Spear LT, you can get in 7.62 by 39. Really? Which is just kind of odd. Cause going to, going to the point of ammo that you were talking about before is ammo for these once was very cheap. Yeah. Now you're literally paying the exact same, uh, to the cent, of um, two twenty three five five six compared to seven six two by thirty nine, um, and that's looking at pretty much that's that's pretty much steel to brass, which is unfortunate. Yeah, pretty depressing. That's not like steel to steel or steel. No, or, uh, it, brass and that's, to brass. But. And that's kind of the shitty part is like, um, before like you could almost yeah you'd almost squeeze in a little bit more justification to you know pick up something like this just because you could shoot so much of it for so cheap versus yep. now you're not really seeing that i is there going to come a time where i think that'll that might uh you know kind of fix itself possibly not um, during this uh ukraine conflict though no um and like the powers that be are kind of like you know it's be it's traditionally by you know every by the decade almost become yep. like harder and harder to get like really cheap a- ak ammo goes up like every 10 years because yep. you talk about like the pre bush senior ak ammo it was so easy to get i mean it Pennies. was because yeah because especially because they had that um what was it? It was like uh, instead of lead, it was um, it was some kind of different core. Like maybe it was, hmm. it was zinc or something. Like that. But it was like super cheap AK ammo that was like halfway decent for what it was. I remember yeah. hearing guys talk about it. It was like just it was dumb how cheap you could get it for. And so, I think most of the stuff is bimetal yeah. now, anyways. Yeah, a lot of the jackets on like the steel case tool uh, tool ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, so so one drawback to getting a 7.62 AK in a preparedness kind of scenario is ammo availability if you don't have enough stockpiled. Um, but some of that can be mitigated through obviously preparing and it kind of depends on what your little group is running as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think in this area there's really no, I mean, just generally speaking in the US, I mean, there's really, it's it's hard to say, you know, you're more likely to find AK ammo in the wild, and you're going to find AR in the wild. It's just not in the world, or in the wild. You know what I mean? Like, 
like in the U.S. Yeah, you know, um, you know, without without like civil structure or whatever. Yeah. Um, the chances of you finding a couple AR mags in somebody's house are greater than finding a few AK mags. Yeah. It's just the way it is. It's more so now than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, but versus to find AK, you know, AK mags. Um, it. it I mean, in the edge, the fighting edge, I guess, you know, there was always the adage of, oh, you know, reliability is greater or this was greater. And it's just uh, we've found over the years it all to be kind of a farce. I mean. Yeah. Um, Once you look up some mud test videos, you'll find pretty quickly that the sealed system of a um, – well, it's not quite a DI system. We've talked about it yeah, before. Yeah, that's pseudo DI. C- you know, pseudo AR DI. Design. Yeah. A sealed system is far superior to something that's open when it comes to mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snow and ice might be a slightly different story, like we talked about. Prior, yeah, but. Um, and, and I think like, and I, I actually, um, like I said, I really like this AK. I would actually find it to be a very nice, uh, like, a, like a vehicle gun. I think that one of the advantages being, you know, I don't know, we hadn't listed that was uh, like the foldability of them over yes. like an AR. Yeah, you can do the folder on an AR, so on and so forth. These are just easily foldable. Like, there's just you know, this this could be a very stowable gun. Now, this particular one's not. We. This one has the the buffer tube for an AR stock. Yes, yeah. But still, it's doable. Personally, if I was going to have an AK, it would be a side folder or something just to have that. Um, So one last point that I want to bring up about ammo um, is just kind of the ballistics. So like 7.62 by 39 is actually pretty comparable to like 300 blackout. Yeah. So in a roll, like a truck gun or a home defense gun. Yeah. Honestly, it's not... It's not that bad of an idea if you're looking for something that has slightly more um, lethality to yeah, it. Yeah, a little more kinetic energy to yeah. it. As compared to a 5.56. Five, no, I agree. You know what I mean? And um, Now, if you could find something, you know, like a soft tip or something like that, keep a few mags low with it, it would have a you know good chance of um, taking a, you know, taking a North American mammal, you know, something that, taking game, I guess, you know, something with a little more meat to it. Two eggs or four. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh. And and that's kind of the I guess you know you do have that as an advantage. Um, scoring subs are a little more actually successful. You know what I mean with putting a can on this. Yeah. Um, as we saw with um, you know shooting the subs out of this with the can was pleasure really pleasurable. Um, so you know like those are definitely like some advantages to it. I mean that I was very impressed with this this gun as far as the gassing goes. Slightly yeah. overgassed with a can, but not any worse than any of our ARs. No. Um, if if not better than some of our ARs. But this thing cycled. So running running this 11.5 AK with a Sandman S, Dead Air Sandman S, mm-hmm. we were able to cycle subsonic 7.62 by 39 rounds out of this thing. Yeah, consistently. Cycle. Yeah. All 20 of them. Yeah. No, we had zero zero yeah. issues with that, you know, small, uh, with that, you know, kind of controlled amount. And it wasn't 300 blackout movie quiet, but it was. It was, it was very, pretty, it was, I mean, I, I mean, I think it was, it was pretty fair to say like the action of the AK was louder than the shot. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that was definitely like pretty neat. Um, and hearing that thwack downrange. It was cool. Yeah. It was fucking neat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like, um, and, and if I had. Had to choose AK wise again. This rifle dynamics would kind of be my go to. I like the length of it. I like, um, yeah, I just like the overall quality of it. You know, this and that. Yeah. So I guess specifically, uh, this is a seven hundred four uh, rifle dynamics AK. Yeah. Uh, the big glaring kind of downside to these right off the bat is the price. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and then shortly behind that is going to be the wait time. Yeah, what's, what are they MSRPing for right now? So I priced this out. Um, I don't know. Uh, so the 704, there's a couple different varieties. And due to the potential of the pistol brace stuff, um, they actually are not selling the AK pistol versions of these at the moment. So oh, okay. I, they are, but with with a closed uh, rear trunnion, so you can't put a stock on it easily. Mm. So they're selling the SBR ones of these, and then the the like dedicated pistol ones that don't have a buffer tube or anything, any yeah. kind of brace compatibility. So. Um, the Grand Thumb Special 704, which has which is an SBR, priced out with this with this paint, um, and with a few options, you're talking uh, three thousand three hundred seventy bucks. Thirty three seventy, no shit. I mean, versus, I mean that's yeah. I mean versus like the Meridians, I actually think are you know what around a thousand dollars cheaper. Are they? I think about yeah. You know, depending on the build, I'm sure. Um, which yeah, I mean you're paying for it. It's kind of like the custom, almost like the custom 1911 game. You pay for the fuckers. You're paying for half of it up front, and then you're waiting five to seven months to get yeah it. to get the other half. You know to, to have to pay for the other half and then get the and gun. then get the gun and then yeah. Which at least I guess it softens the blow. But Jesus, you know yeah. like and, and it's a hard pill to swallow right up front because although it's it's a great rifle, it's it's three times or at least two times the cost of most ARs, most decent ARs. Mm-hmm. Like a BCM, you're, you're yeah. twice the cost of a BCM. Yeah, and and that's that's up front right there. I mean, that's that's like you said, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, it's kind of like um, you're not necessarily grabbing this as like your first go to like defense rifle. It's yeah. like if you want to like get a taste of some of the finer things in life, you end up buying one. It's kind of or if you just have you know you have a bunch of money and like you really want something that's straightforward and solid. Fair, I get it. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. another point I just want to throw out there because we haven't yet. Uh, this is a loaner gun, so yeah, uh, we're kind of uh, we're fortunate enough where we didn't actually have to spend our hard-earned money on this, so we can actually be a little bit more objective mm-hmm. um, because we don't have any financial interest in this gun. Yeah, uh, so we we have a good friend that uh, let us borrow this. Um, yeah, super dude. And we've proceeded to put about a thousand rounds through it. So obviously nothing to the realm of being like a torture test or anything that we're no. going to see major failures, but enough to get a hang for the gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, run dr- We both have run pretty, you know, pretty fair amount of drills yeah. with it, this and that, just trying different stuff. And, um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been good so far. So this one's, yeah, an 11.5 weighs in it six pounds, 10 ounces. Um, which I mean, don't think it's considered isn't horrible. No, it's, um, that's not bad. No, really, really not bad. Um, you know, it has a tunable front gas block. Which um, we didn't even touch. No, we never had to mess with yeah. can or no can. And speaking of that, it has the dead air mount on this one. Um, it's just an Allen key in the, like, at, at the front sight base. Yeah. It's just an Allen key that you can adjust, but we we didn't see a need to do so. Yeah, 100%. Um, it has the SLR rail. Who is that made by? That it's SLR. Oh, it's SLR. Okay, yeah. what is that? Is it stand for something? I don't. It remember. probably does, but yeah, I, I I'm not as familiar with them. That's why I yeah. asked. Um, yeah, and a rifle dynamics tune trigger. Um, the trigger's great. I one thing I think the reason I actually get so attracted to this gun, like like I want to purchase one, is honestly just the the pleasant shooting. Like it just it's so fun to shoot. Like every once in a while you stumble across a gun that's yeah. just genuinely. And just fun to shoot, and this is one of them. 
It's tuned well. It yes. Really is. Oh, it's just it's it's yeah. It's just a good time. It, it shoots fairly flat for being a thirty cal round. Yeah. Um, it make like you want to go run drills with it because it's just I don't know. The trigger though, like I'm, I kind of like, kind of don't. I'm definitely obviously I'm an AR guy. It's it's like as, it's like as good as an AK trigger could be in its own right. All just like you're floating through. You like you're tossing a hot dog down a hallway and then it's really crisp. It's weird. So that's my problem with it. <laughs> I, I'm definitely a two-stage AR kind of trigger guy where I want the wall. Mm-hmm. I like the take-up and I like the wall. Yeah. This doesn't even have – this has the take-up, but it has no wall. So you don't know when sure. it's breaking, um, which this is kind of a weird – this is the weird conundrum with this gun. In all practical reality, all practical accuracy, running drills, this thing is like a laser beam. It's so I, weird, yeah. I don't understand it. And it's funny because the trigger, you like when you ghost it, right? When you sit here and you f- and you feel like you'd have such a problem with it. Yeah, or shooting groups, which I'll get to when we get to accuracy, but shooting groups, not a fan of a trigger. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm you, sure at distance, like, yeah. I'm good. You yep. know, that's just not what it's really, I guess, meant for almost. Like, it's just, or it's not, it's not, not that it's not meant for, it's just not optimized for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... And I'm sure there's other trigger options you could you could drop into this thing. So like that is probably something you could modify. But sure. yet again, for the price, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Uh, so we shot three di- or actually four different varieties of ammo, which I actually forgot to look up the bulk ammo we bought. Um, so we bought a thousand rounds of um, some steel case. Was it Tula? No, it was. No, it wasn't. It was that. I can't remember what brand it is now without looking it up, but um, so we did shoot some tool, tool steel case. Uh, we shot some PMC bronze, so some brass case, and then some SMB brass case. Yeah. So we we did get a variety, two steel case varieties, two brass case varieties, um, and kind of going into the accuracy there. I never saw anything that was greater than or smaller, I should say. Um, I didn't see any any accuracy that was better than like. Two and a half, three inches. Yeah. At, at, at what, this is 50? The, this is the kicker. At 50 yards. Which... It's like six M away, isn't it? Which kind of blows my mind, because like we said, in all practical reality, shooting this thing literally... I mean, we didn't do any distance shooting with this, because one winter, two, our, our range that had distance longer, yeah. is no longer a thing. So. Thanks, Town of Lisbon. Yeah. Pricks. Um, so... I mean, this thing would have been cool to shoot at 250 yards just to see. Yeah. Because that's yeah. really stretching the legs of oh, absolutely. a 30 cal AK. Yeah. Um, Those are for those pesky council of boomers, man. They get yeah. you every time. I know. Dude, they sneak up. They just keep ruining this world. <laughs> dude, they, they just they won't stop. Dude. They will They will not rest until they're in their grave. Yeah. And until the like, world has burned. Yes. I mean, you know, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here about boomers because it's that time, you know. <laughs> But if you guys have you seen the Boomer reservations in Florida, um, they have like yeah, the, whole re- like the whole Boomer the, res. Yeah, with their trailer parks and their well, go karts and. Yeah, well, it's all like houses upon houses, and it's hilarious because like apparently they're just literally ruining like Florida, and I'm like, you guys need to stop. Like apparently the water table's going down because that's, there's too many Boomers. That's fine to me. I don't like Florida. I mean, fair. <laughs> uh, they do. Yeah. And well, uh, they can go down with it. Well, the problem is like all these rural areas, I guess, are just getting completely just ruined Flooded. because like, 
or no, they're losing water. They're losing water because yeah. the boomers are drinking it all because they're they're literally they created their own reservation and like let's be honest, they, boomers don't drink water. No, they I don't know where it must be going into like <laughs> they're taking long ass baths or something. It's got to be for their fucking their pools. pools. <laughs> their pools and their sprinklers. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> they got to have Rinse that, it off that the green fucking grass. golf cart every day. Yeah. Like I saw they had an entire they had a whole Trump rally just on golf cart. Um, there was literally it was a Trump parade on golf carts. And it was it was amazing, and uh, yeah, you know, and and some of them they never go to Florida and they stay here and they do their best to shut down shooting ranges. So yep. there's really two ways they can go. They should have. We should just start shipping all. We the should start shipping to them to the Florida Boomer Reservation, dude. Just send them all to the res yeah. for cheap cigarettes and golf cart fucking legal roads. Like <laughs> fuckers, man. Ugh. It's it's so bad. But yeah, I kind of forgot where we were. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it, man. You bring up boomers, uh, we're gonna have you know, you fucking suck. But um, no. So, anyways, oh, so um, you're talking about the accuracy, right? So. Yes, um, trash mainly. Um, in regard, like it just seemed like I, and I actually personally, I will say, I can't speak too much for. It. I never got the opportunity to really try. Um, but you know, I mean. Three people, three individuals me. who were of you know good shooting ability. Yeah, um, you know uh, tried it and did not have good luck um, with it. So that that makes me confident. No, you know it's like gives me enough evidence to know that it's chances are there's something something with the design, not necessarily like a fault in the design, but it's something with the trigger, just how like yeah. how it's like applied, just just something about it that's not and, working. And I'm not the best group shooter, but. With my ARs, you know, at 50 yards, I should be able to get a one-inch group, if not better. Yeah, um, 100%. With a decent gun. Um, so, kind of one of the drawbacks of shooting this thing accurately is kind of the magnification. So, talking about the optic that's on it, and we primarily ran with it, which the Trichicon MRO, which is kind of in, of a, in, um, in itself is a decent optic, and I've, I've yeah. kind of actually appreciated it. Um, yeah having that HD feature. Um, so that obviously just a one X optic um, and it has the dot capability and then it has the kind of eotextile reticle. Yeah. 68 MOA. So there's that. We didn't really have the ability to mount a magnified optic to this because of the mounting platform. Uh, so the MRO is mounted to the side rail of the AK mm-hmm. and this AK does have a front rail, which is on the uh, gas tube. But yeah. if you mount a magnified optic to that, you kind of get like a scout rifle platform. It's literally a scout rifle vibe. And I don't own an optic that has eye relief for that. Yeah. I so, mean, well, how would an EOTech do down there, you think? We did mount my EOTech to the front, remember? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can almost see that. Just put the fucking, the, you know, like the the like the like minigun EOTech on it. You know, yeah. the, fat, the fat bitch. So I guess to, to, can, to uh, kind of continue that out. The MRO is mounted to a Midwest, uh, Midwest Industries side mount rail, yeah. uh, which has a QD on it. And the owner of this gun had kind of issues with it just staying in place. So yeah. I ended up torquing it down. I got it to stay. It never came off on us. Didn't seem to move or wobble. So, I, I mean, given given what we had. So, for instance, the MRO HD, in theory, we could have mounted to the rail, but we didn't have a low mount to do so. Mm-hmm. Um 
And that's kind of a downside to AKs when you have a lot of like AR style attachments. It's hard to mount stuff to them sometimes. Yeah. So, for instance, if you want to mount this MRO in a different spot, you need kind of a specialty mount because there's no reason to have a super low mount on an AR because you have that ability to keep your head up a little bit more and everything's kind of in line. Yeah. So, um, I also tried to group this thing with iron sights and I had even worse luck. (laughs) So the iron sights are not very precise. Um, there's a lot of, uh, room for error in them, uh, which sometimes is good. Sometimes isn't, um, I don't know. And the iron sights were printing low as well. And this does have the typical, um, what do you call that? Notch and yeah. The, what, um, what do you call those style sites? Like the I'm drawing a blank. Why? Yeah. Why? Why am I? They're the typical gu- like, like the, sites yeah. that have been around for a hundred years. Yeah, the notch and like the fin and notch or something. Yeah, I can't think of what it's the actually called. Notch. Uh, that's, that's what we're calling it now. Yeah. You guys, it's AK sites. If you don't know at this yeah, point, yeah, they've been around know. on Mausers on Springfields. Yeah, so like, like yeah, they're they're non non peep sites, block yes. sites. Yeah. Like, so. It is adjustable in the sense where you have different yardage marks. This one's actually nice where it only goes up to 300 yards. <laughs> what? Not 2,500? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, meters, yards, whatever it's in. Um, so in theory, I you could adjust that. And I believe, I think the elevation is only on the rear side. I think the front side you can drift for windage. That's oh, really? typically can... how AK Oh, are. yes. Yeah, you're right. You yeah, can yeah, get yeah. the just, has, just azimuth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but accuracy um, from our experience isn't great. I almost want to say my RPK held better groups. Yeah. I, I mean, which I guess it had a lot long. I mean, not that the length of the barrel at 50 yards yeah. would do that much, but like. So this is, there is a possibility that this has a QC issue because it is a COVID gun. It's a pandemic gun. Mm. Uh, so this was pretty much purchased the height of the pandemic i think it was 2021 or something like i remember that i think he actually ordered it like late 2020 or something and he had to wait even longer than five to seven months i believe yeah um so i i know rifle dynamics i posted some stuff about it online they actually responded to me through their instagram which was cool uh so one of the things they talked to me about was the accuracy and i told them i was going to continue testing and see if i could try to isolate some stuff um so, I mean, due to the mounting, opt- like optic mounting options that we have at the moment, I wasn't really able to isolate it with a dot sight yeah. or anything magnified. But granted, I didn't get great accuracy with iron sights and I didn't get great accuracy with the dot. Yeah. It improved with the dot. So, I don't know. Makes a fellow wonder. There's, a, there's sure. a couple different things going on, but yeah. Um, Needless to say, Rifle Dynamics said their gun should do better than that. So Yeah, so it'd be interesting to kind of see what they have to say. It's almost like, you know, a send it back kind of deal where it's like, hey, yeah. you know, like you guys do it. I'd almost like to, yeah, get like a few competent shooters around. Like, not that we haven't already done this, but like set up like a perfect scenario, nice day, um, and almost like set out some, you know, just some regular um, bullseye targets and just let's try to shoot 10-round group each um just you know point of aim right in the center of it and just um yeah just see see what say five five like known competent shooters could do and just 
see if anybody can keep it, you know, yeah, under I a mean, certain MOA. I don't know. Just be interesting to know. And these tests were done with all four ammo types. So yeah. you would you would imagine the brass case ammo should be fine. It should yeah, be a higher spec than the steel. Especially even at 50 yards, though. It's just surprising to me that you would see that much, you know, kind of delineate. Like, there's just should, there's no really excuse for that. No. Like, I, I'd I, like to go pull that Mahdi I had. Like, go just, like, bring that back just for a test. And then go grab my RPK. Because, I, you know, I know where that is. Yeah. And just, like, get a few AKs together and see if anybody has even any remotely. Like, just compare it accuracy-wise to this. Just a no. You know, because yeah. it's just, it's just, you know, not to say that I ever really sat down and did many groups with my fucking RPK, but it, I think a couple times when I did for something like, I mean, and that thing is by no means, that's a Century Arms International fucking Romanian RPK build. It's yeah. nothing special. Um, So. Yeah, I just, I, I think it should print in probably the three to four inch range at 100. Yes. So if we're getting that at 50. Yes. Then, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, 100%. So, since we're on the topic of talking with rifle dynamics and issues, the other big issue was the castle nut. Uh-huh. Um, so, this has an AR-style buffer tube with a castle nut, and the castle nut came loose. And that was like... Multiple times. Before I even shot it, it was loose. Yeah. And I know the guy we got this from didn't shoot it a ton, just because of how clean it was. Yeah. Um, so, I'm guessing from the factory it wasn't tight. Now, in speaking with Rifle Dynamics, they say that they do not stake it because that was the first thing I noticed. Yeah. Uh, Castle Nut was loose, had no stakes. So they actually just used Threadwalker on it. Well, obviously, the Threadwalker did not stay, or maybe somebody forgot. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't even see any evidence of it. Actually, good point because we did take it off. Yeah. And there was zero evidence. There was no evidence. Normally, you see some residue. Yep. There was no evidence of it. So I'm thinking somebody forgot. So. There is a possibility that this is a dud gun, and that might yeah I'd dud like in the f- sense where I'd like to find somebody else with a rifle dynamics gun, yeah. and just just to see if they've you know like just shared experiences with yeah. a sim- not even necessarily the same, but like a similar build, you know. Yeah. I don't like know, know of anybody, but no, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to be the, just make myself one of those people, you know, just <laughs> buy one, you know. Yeah, kind of a leap of faith, but yeah, yeah. So uh, we got a few accessories on there. Um, yep. I mean, if you want to talk about your experiences with that Trichicon MRO, um, this one, yeah, in general, I mean, um, I've actually really liked it because um, like HD, I actually, um, yeah, I was actually pretty surprised by that. I haven't messed with the HD as much, um, and having that sixty-eight MOA reticle, yeah, I'm so accustomed to the dot. Um, where I actually came to, yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, Versus before, I almost like, you know what I mean? I almost was like, well, that's just wrong, you know? It's, this is EOTech country. You yep. move along, you know? <laughs> like, and, uh, but it's not bad. I actually also noticed I like it. So, because the, the HD didn't come out to what, a few years ago? Yeah, it's recent. And, okay, because, and they still, they're still doing the, the, the Bible like verse on it. I noticed it's got the, yeah, the all, Psalms. All Trichicon products, too. Because I thought they stopped that for a little while. For the so. military ones. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to check my MRO on my. Well, AR. that's your. Oh, your. I have an MRO on oh, my yeah, fourteen yeah, yeah. five. Yeah. You I, don't think it has it on there? I almost want to say it doesn't, hmm. but I I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I, I noticed that. So I couldn't remember if they 
stuff. But no, I actually really liked it. Um, it did it did pretty good. It actually it's a really good fit for this AK. I actually yeah, I like oddly. it on here. Yeah, it just kind of I don't know it works. I mean, I'm sure a T2 would do the same thing. I'm sure. Yeah. But. No, I mean, it just kind of um, it's just enough for it where um, it's not too bulky. Um, also, like aesthetically, it kind of goes with the almost like the roundness of like the you know top cover or whatever. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, what else was I going to mention on this? Um, overall, you know, um, uh, what was this on here again? This is the Surefire. So that's just Scout Pro, I believe. Scout Pro, yeah. So it's the 300 series. So it's the single CR123, but it's on their Pro mount. Mm-hmm. So it's... Perfect little match for this. Oh, yeah. You couldn't ask for... I mean, like, this is a perfect little match. There's nothing crazy. It's just running off a toggle, a toggle button. Um, yeah, just you know, this rear switch. Yep, just the regular rear tail cap. Um, but, you know, this thing is short and handy enough where it's no problem to push your thumb right against it. I mean, I, I might eventually, you know, I'm I'm more of a, like a personal fan, I guess, of the um, just running a momentary only on like a tape switch. I would almost consider, because I know we've talked about it before, where like the use of an actual, you know, toggle on there can come in handy especially with something like a truck gun if you're trying to like you know keep a keep focus on somebody you click it on and you're you know um so on and so forth but um yeah i really like this little light on here that works out really good um i'm trying to think what else obviously with the sandman s on there i mean this thing was just mm. yeah um <clears throat> and I, I know dead air especially the sandmans have been getting some hate recently um I think some of that's due to user error, but I mean, it's pretty cool that that can can go from a five five six AR all the way to a seven six two AK with no problems. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Like, because um, like we can't do that with our Surefire because I don't no. think Surefire makes mounts for AKs. No, they're too snobby. Yeah, because um, obviously different thread pitch and all that. So yeah, no, and uh, it ran it ran amazing suppressed. I, I was I was impressed. I mean, yeah, and. Because I, I know they make dedicated AK suppressors. Like, Dead yeah. Air has a Wolverine. And I think it's meant to kind of work around some of the AK. Like, the AK's not... It's even less friendly to suppressors compared mm-hmm. to ARs. Like, ARs have their own issues, like DI ones. But, I don't know. It, yeah. wor- it worked with zero issues, so... It really did. It was uh, pretty dope. Yeah, uh, we primarily ran Magpul magazines and then the one Rifle Dynamics AK yeah. and I just came with it. Man, I love the the sexiness of the Rifle Dynamics magazine. Yeah, in here it just it looks good. Um, yeah, and we never really had too many like really any magazine problems with it. it ran all the magazines yeah. just fine. Different ammos, different magazines, this and that, combinations of all whatever types, and yeah, took them. Um, not that I expected much less out of um, you know like a Rifle Dynamics AK. I think the only malfunctions we had we we had one round that I think failure to fire. I think that was a it's probably a primer because it's probably a primer. Case. Um, you had a and that was non bump fire. Uh, most of the issues, if we had any, it was, was overrunning it, it was on a bump, bump fire. fire. Yeah, we were just yeah. trying to see how fast we could run it, um, which was very fun. That is one thing I do like about AKs, especially with like triggers like this. For some reason, they're very easy to bump fire, especially from the shoulder. Yeah, um, just like an you know kind of. It, it was a lot more fun when ammo was really cheap for these. Don't get me wrong, but it, it it's just kind of one of those fun things about these AKs. You also ran this with your drum. Yes, I ran this with that seventy-six round drum. Um, fucking thing worked like worked great. And actually, honestly, like I, I've almost been like, 
you know, perfect like truck gun to stow. You put that drum on it. You know, I'd put a Edgar Sherman sling like we did before on this. Um, Just like this, maybe with a can on, but even you wouldn't even necessarily need to put a can on it. Um, Perfect like grab it and you have a sufficient amount of ammo before you have to reload. You have, you know, almost 80 rounds at your disposal. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty conveniently sized, that all being said. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just, I don't know, it's its one of those guns where it's just handy enough where it just kind of speaks to you in a weird way, and it's really shootable. It's its very handy, and I don't know if it's because it's balanced. It's weird because... It's hard to, it's hard to put down. Because like you talked about before, your phone, your magnet phone mount stuck to it, and that's because it's steel. Yes. Most ARs are aluminum. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of interesting. I don't... I don't know exactly know why it feels the way it does, but it, it does. Center, the center of gravity is just right there. Maybe that's it. You know, um, yeah. Just- With the can, it got a little bit more front heavy, obviously. But oh, for sure, that was actually one like downside to put in the can. On is it just it, like I didn't? I actually like I love it without the can. I, but I also feel like a similar way about say my fourteen five. Like I love the effects of having my RC two on it. But I really like the how handy yeah. it is without it. But I never, I never want to shoot it without it because I'm a can snob now. So kind of going back to the practicality of this gun. So we shot the um, Sig Qual with this gun. Um, I did it by myself, so didn't have any witnesses. But um, I was able to score. I think my highest score on the Sig Qual, which is 28 out of 30, mm-hmm. or 29 out of 30. I can't remember exactly what I got. It was one of those two, and. Um, that was with this AK unsuppressed. And that's kind of my point is like, this thing works well on man sized targets. Yeah. It, it was like a laser beam. Obviously like the SIG qual has some smaller hit boxes. We've talked about it before. Oh yeah. It, it was just able to work so well on that. Yep. But then when you get to like paper at 50, which that qual has paper at 50. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is really interesting. Um, and you know, and another thing I noticed about it was um, picking it right up, you know, and, I, and like I've always, I've shot AKs on and off for years, you know, nothing crazy. I've never been, again, like I've always been familiarized with them and shot them from time to time, but I've never been, you know, big into shooting AKs. But it's one of those guns where you can pick this up after being an AR guy, shoots a lot of ARs, and really you don't even skip a beat. Um, yeah, shooting I, it. I had a few hiccups with uh, kind of manual arms safety. Uh, there was a few times where um, kind of figuring out how I was going to run the safety in certain situations, I kind of mm-hmm. like figure that out. One instance is during a reload. Um, during a reload with an AR, I typically put my safety on. Mm-hmm. I, whenever on an AR, I just kind of default to. I think that is one little hiccup I've had before going from AR right back over to like an AK is doing that same thing. You put it on safe and you can't rack the fucking thing. Well, that's that's the big thing. The, the safety gets in the way of the bolt. Yeah. Which uh, one thing I will say is that this does have that more um, like the the uh, the dust cover slash like fire selector on this. It's the more modernized one. Yeah. Um, I just want to add for context, it has. Um, it has basically a, you know, a bent piece of stamp steel on the bottom. So you can actually run it like with your trigger finger or, you know, your, your top two, you know, your, your trigger in your middle, um, to move that instead of having to reach all the way out towards the front of it. And also it has a notch in it so you can lock the bolt back. Um, which is a handy admin feature. Great. Yeah. Great admin feature. Um, but, um, now on that safety selector, do you, what finger do you use to grab that? 
I just use my trigger finger. Yeah. Do you kind of break your grip, or do you not even have no, to? No, I actually see. Oh yeah. Um, I actually, I, at least for like my hand size, I have a like it's perfect for me. Versus you probably got to break. I have your to grip break my bit. grip. Mm. So my bottom four finger or three fingers kind of have to come up, and my pointer is on the selector. Mm-hmm. So I break my grip a little bit, but it's yeah, it's very intuitive still. See what I found that I end up doing right is so versus with like other AKs like the Mahdi I had or the RPK, which had the older, you know, uh, fire selector. So this, um, when I turn it to like reload and rack, if I do make the mistake of putting it up on safe, when I rack it, it's really easily correctable um, because of that addition of that little, uh, the, you know, the extra piece there on the bottom. Yeah. Um, versus I found myself hiccuping, I guess more to the detriment of like whatever I'm doing without it because I it, it fucks me up. Yeah. Versus this one, it's like, oh, you know, I can fix it really yeah. quick, which is really nice. But again, like, and I think that's another part of it too is like almost like the, you know, the switchology was like it was almost like it was built for somebody with like my sized hands. Um, like it just kind of everything works right about where it should. And your other pro to this, yeah, my other big pro that I wanted to mention was with gloves on. This thing is a dream. This is arguably like my favorite gun to shoot with gloves yeah. on. Um, you go, you go shooting it with an AR with gloves on. Don't get me wrong, you get your shit okay, but it's not. It's you know you have your hiccups. Like there's just things. This like you almost, it's almost immune to gloves. Like it just fucking goes it makes like, you think they built it for cold weather which, yes which, which is i mean kind. yeah like i told you dude meaty hands and cold weather <laughs> is like what they built them for what and like, were we talking yeah. about like the ak is all gross motor skills it, the ak is a gross motor yeah. skill there's nothing fine about it <laughs> it's so true like it's like there's walking and then running an ak yeah. same fucking thing and uh and and that's just that's just the way she's built you know like built different dude she is built different you know um yeah and that's 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 like why why i really like it um you know like there's a little part of me that would want to like have one like this you know panel it out or tape it off or like rattle can it white and just keep it as like a good winter gun yeah and just leave it like that. no that'd be great because it's just yeah it's great for that role in my opinion one more con that i kind of ran into was magazine size uh which Less of an issue if you go down in caliber, but for a 7.62 AK, uh, trying to find where you're going to stick all those AK mags, especially the Magpul ones, because they're even bigger, because they're mm-hmm. plastic. Yeah. Um, which you actually... I actually had pretty good luck in my DC, D3CRM. Yeah. DC3RM? I don't fucking know. I always, Haley, go, I always go dyslexic when it comes yeah. to his products. Um, they actually, you know, with just a little bit of wiggle one way, I could fit my three mags up on the top in the chest rig just fine. The tacos on my belt, those took a little more rough. They yeah. they worked, but they were not they They're were not, not easy. No, it. you couldn't yeah. re-index them easy at all. They pulled out semi easy, um, but like you know, it wasn't. It, but it's not. It's not the intended fucking magazine for yeah. it. So it's you know, what are you gonna do? Um, I also you know, life hack. If you don't have a sling that you can throw on it quickly, you can just take the magazine that's in the AK <laughs> and put it in the mag pouch on your chest rig, and suddenly it's retained. Yeah. <laughs> And it's retained rather well at that. It it sure beats uh, shooting a hang on one handed. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was a rough drill trying to pull the fucking uh, you know 
We had a Christmas tree. We were just using it as like an object to pull back one of the guy's head in the back of his pickup truck. We figured we'd take like, advantage. Yeah, like an injured person. Yeah, yeah. and fuck me. Which is not heavy, but it's oddly bulky. Yeah, that walking backwards in the snow trying to shoot at a target that's slowly becoming further away with one hand and a handgun. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. It was it was hilariously bad. Yeah. Like you're, and then you're laughing so hard because you're doing so bad that it becomes suddenly more difficult. But anyways... No, so we had a great time with this. Um, we haven't returned it yet, and we still have a little bit of ammo, so we might. Yeah, we're gonna try to kind of gonna try to exhaust all that yeah. before we give it back. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of brings us to the overarching point we started with. Um, is is the AK still a viable platform, and and is it worth modernizing? I think yes. I, I think it's um, depending. I think in general, like you said, modernizing it, modernizing in the terms of doing this to it, not taking a shitty AK and putting attachments on it, but to take an AK and make it like one of the finer things in life. You know, it. don't get me wrong, you're, you're, you're domesticating a fucking bear here, you know what I mean? It's it's not, you know, it, you, you know, an AR is a horse and uh, AK is a fucking oxen, like yeah. they're just different, you know? Yep. Um, but that being said, they have their place. Uh, there is many situations in which I would happily have this thing in my hands. I would happily stow it in a vehicle or somewhere in my house. And I think uh, there's certain advantages to it, like um, the availability of like really reliable drum magazines to have as like a first option mag in that thing is like one. There's just certain conveniences, not necessarily advantages, um, I guess, is my 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 look at it. And um yeah, a certain amount of shootability. Like we talked about, it's a fucking gross motor skill. It's nice to have a gloves on. It has its it has its places. Um, um, I, I can't say it's by any means even remotely superior to the AR. Never will be. Yeah. Um, but and I think that's kind of the big downside here is is the cost to yeah. get this thing on par with an AR as far as like functionality goes, reliability. Well, reliability is kind of arguable, but um, having something that's you know, accurate um, and functional to the ability um, of being able to, you know, pass a qual with it or, or do whatever kind of drills we're doing. You have to spend much more than your typical AR. Yeah. Well, you think about the AR you can get for, you know, what, 3500 bucks. That's top of the line AR. Yeah, that's a nice AR. Which you could argue this is I mean, top of the line AK. Yeah, I mean, you're talking, what's a, what's a Daniel Defense going for nowadays? What, two grand? Yeah, probably maybe twenty two. Yeah. So you think a Daniel, yeah, a Daniel defense, um, and the money you'd spend on putting like, you can have a kitted out AR for the same cost as this baseline AK. Yes, I mean yeah. you could talk about you could get a Daniel defense set up with. I mean, fuck, you could put a Canon EOTech on that for the same price. Yep. That you could you could just have the base you know the base of this yeah. for, and then you're still gonna put an optic on it and mm-hmm. light and all that. And probably stuff. a can because you're gonna want to because yep. they're cool. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of the thing. Um, so when you, when you break it down into like practicality, it's doable, but is it worth it? it? I don't think so. Um, for like, again, it's, it's, there's almost a certain amount of novelty to it. Yeah. It's because you fucking want one. Yeah. There's really, there's no way of getting around it. You know, yeah. you don't necessarily like, you're not going out of your way. Cause like, you know, the only thing I can really run is a rifle dynamics AK. Yeah. You know, it's just not it's just not it, brother. Um yeah. but like I never blame a guy for wanting one because they're freaking cool. They're nice. Like um 
there's a certain aesthetic to them. There's a certain vibe to them, feeling, shootability. There's a lot going for it. But it's really just because you want one. And I don't blame you for wanting one. But that's, yeah. Yeah, and, as, and aside from the optic mounting potential problems um, that we already talked about, I, I think that would be, <clears throat> if we're talking about the modernizing side of this, you know, <laughs> trying to put a magnified optic on this is a lot harder than on an AR. Yes. Because an AR, like, even if you get, like, a standard M4 style AR, you have that top rail. You can put whatever optic you want on that. Because you can, oh yeah, you can adjust that eye relief. That is a big advantage on the AR has over this. With with an AK, you're stuck to red dots on this particular AK. You're stuck to red dots on the gas tube, or you're stuck to trying to figure out something above the receiver. Which if it's got the side mount, then you have to get a decent side mount for it that actually ha- holds zero, and then you it's going to be specific to a certain optic. Yeah. So but- if you want to run a magnet. A magnification and a dot, you could have two different mounts. Yeah. I almost feel as if it's modernizing the AR, right? And then it's it's uh domesticating the AK. Yeah. It, like is almost like the almost the way I look at it is the AK is a, like a pure product. It's almost like just say as a baseline of like nineteen sixty as an example. I almost feel like as the AK was it at its heart was like looking back at the last war. And the AR was looking forward at the war that was like to, to come. come. Yeah. Um, because the AR was like, the AR was at the beginning of its relevance and the AK was already like 20 years deep in its relevance by you know, the time it was designed, like by that, the time it was around. In that time period, I would say they were closer. Much I, more I think closer. the gap, the gap has favored the AR over time. Yes. Because the, the well, you know, obviously we like had, you said. you know, Eugene Stoner, I mean, you know, just a uh, fucking very smart man. Not to say that Mikhail Kalishnikov is not a very smart man, but- um it, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where um the the AR has always kind of favored mo- you know being modular. Um and it's been easily modular and the yeah. military has always favored it being modular versus the AK just by design being, you know, stamped, being this, being that. It's just it's not that it's invalid because of it. It's just that you're domesticating an AK and you are modernizing AR. Something I did want to mention with that, and it kind of breaks down into cost again, is the reason why you have so many cheap AKs on the market, or at least at one point you did, is because communism essentially just subsidized yeah. the production of AKs. No, that's it. That's it was government-forced manufacturing. Same thing with Mosins. You know, yeah, it's the that's same why idea. they're so cheap. It's not because it's actually cheap to build an AK. Look, look at how expensive this AK is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially, you know, a good one that's, you know, um, that, like, it's not even necessarily a reliability standpoint, which it is, but it's almost like consistency, like yeah. making consistently good AKs, how much money it takes and skill. Um, yeah, no, it's a really good point is that, like, you know, um, it was just that communism wanted to build it. Yep. And so they did, and they'll always find a way to do it cheap. Yep. Um, and so, and they just make so much of it. Um, yeah. But I guess that's kind of uh, I suppose we're you know beating that dead, that dead horse at this point. But yeah, no, I definitely would suggest um, going out and, like shooting AKs because they're a great time. But yeah. you know, weigh your options. Also, make sure if you're gonna, in my opinion at least, if you're gonna buy an AK, like buy a good AK. You know what I mean? Like buy like do your research. I'm I'm no expert on AKs. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a middle of the road one that's good. I'm not aware. Absolutely, of one, but. Um, I, I'm sure there is, you know, do your research on them. Um, but 
you know, don't don't go blow your money on just any AK is, yeah. my, is my thing. Because a lot of people, I, I know of a lot of people who've made that mistake. And then they just basically have something that sits in their, sits in their gun safe. And they really don't want to do anything with it because it's not fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's that. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys liked this episode. We greatly appreciate uh, our good friend letting us borrow this AK. Uh, this We had a great time shooting this thing, so... Uh, and, and we hope you guys enjoyed the content that came out of it. it. It was a lot of fun, you know, shooting video and taking photos of this thing. So if you guys like what you heard, be sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, NH underscore 2A underscore. We're also on Facebook, NH2A. If you guys want to see YouTube format podcasts, go and follow us, NH2A on YouTube. If you guys have questions, comments, or concerns, email those to NH2A podcast at gmail.com. And finally, Patreon. Uh, we're, we greatly appreciate all of our Patreon supporters. If you guys would like to join and support our Patreon, you can do so, NH2A Patreon. Yeah. Um, anyways, get out there. Be proficient. If you don't know what you're doing, find somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, shoot with them. If you do know what you're doing, find somebody who doesn't, shoot with them. Um, yeah, if you don't know something, uh, seek to learn it. Always be a student. Always be the kind of person who you know, yearns for knowledge. It's a great. It's a great characteristic to have especially kind of in this in this part of your life because there's always something you can learn um but yeah you know uh next of all obviously be politically active get out there write the letters send the emails um share good content make the phone calls um you know uh talk with each other you know uh have good meaningful conversations and try to reason with people um but reason with people who are reasonable and um you know finally all be polite be a good person, kind of person the Second Amendment community wants to have you as a part of. And um, yeah, be a be a representative for the for the gun community because we, we need it. So we will see you guys for 164. Take care.